Welcome to the London Horror Movie Club. I'm horror writer Lauren Jane Barnett. And I'm Chris Sapkowski, Lauren's older brother, and I've been watching horror movies since I was eight. Join us as we talk about the wild, weird, and wonderful horror films set in England's eerie capital. everyone welcome back to the london horror movie club if you are watching us on youtube this month we're on video so hello hi hello hello uh if you do see this let us know what you think it's a little departure for us but i think it'll be fun and for april chris and i have been watching the 1971 british classic the abominable dr fives in which a group of doctors and nurses are murdered in a variation on the 10 biblical plagues at the heart of these murders is Dr. Fives and his wife, both of whom have died four years earlier. It's a really good one. But before we dive in, Chris, what else have you been watching this month? Well, hey, how's it going? I, I'm Hi. seeing you now. It's Everyone else can see us too. Hopefully they, they enjoy that. Um, yeah, this month, you know, I, I watched, I, I've not, we've been very busy with just life stuff. So I, I've not been uh, too too into like just knocking down movies but i watched a great horror movie um recommended to anybody it is called southbound and it is a it was shot in 2015 and it's basically five short stories um that are intertwined or so it's an anthology? You know, they all kind of kind of yeah it's it's weird to explain um the reviews are all over the place, so and I don't really care about reviews anyways. Usually I'll just watch it to find out myself. But it's on this like desolate, like southwest highway, um, probably like down by Joshua Tree in California. And it is just creepy and crazy, and there's kills and there's demons and there's just wackos. And um I recommend it for anybody like watch it is awesome you you might not like it but you'll be like you know what that was a fun hour and a half awesome Brilliant. like you might not be it's not horror is like there's not i mean there are ghosts and demons there's demons and stuff but like it's not like it's there's no jump scares you're not gonna it's not that type of movie okay is it the kind of thing that you can watch with like uh teenagers as well or probably not yet it's probably a little bit more oh, you can watch it with teenagers well i would that shows you my parenting skills yes you could watch it with parent you could watch it with teenagers there is a bit of gore okay and then there's um you know there's a scene in the movie and I, you know I won't give away everything but there's a scene in the movie where they're basically tort kind of torturing someone via the phone and he thinks he's on the call with like a doctor and the guy's like okay i need you to cut into her and i need you to like self start her uh heart so you're gonna have to grab her like lungs and like deflate them and all that and he's like sort of showing that but it's yeah i would watch you could watch there's cursing and there's uh it's r-rated not tvma so you know it's it it, i would go with that so (laughs) what have you been what have you seen have you seen anything good this month yeah, I'm, I'm finally back to my usual self of watching way too many horror movies. I saw a bunch of, I one is an old classic that I hadn't, well, classic is maybe strong, but I hadn't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And so I That's finally, a classic? <laughs> That's okay. a classic. <laughs> okay, but it was amazing. I blew my mind. I mean, the because like, our background, you know, chili cook-offs and stuff that like we grew up with in the South. I loved every, it was 
bonkers and amazing stretch I loved she's just like a total badass I it, it is if you haven't seen it it's very like 80s boggle your mind over the top everything's big and flamboyant and crazy if you're southern you'll love it it's very much <laughs> up our alley <laughs> that was I oh it was fantastic I really loved it I know that's an older one but I yeah well worth a watch <laughs> uh, you know I, I actually went back and watched probably in January, the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I, I always fluctuate between that might be one of the best horror movies, like just like, you know, just great horror movie. Like it, it, it clicks all the boxes. Um, but I do like the second one too. Like it's, I mean, it, it, it goes off. It, it's a little bit less. It, it has it doesn't have that grittiness feel as the first one does but like man what a what a great follow-up yeah it's so hard to do I mean in any genre but especially in horror it ends up being like like with the scream franchise I actually like scream two and three but it, it ends up being like a version of the original and it's sort of quieter whereas this was yep. sort of like okay where do we go from this intense insane very very gritty very sort of sensory movie let's blow everything up. Let's make everything 100%. as bonkers as you can. My Sonny Bono wig and the guy with the hook in his skull. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. It just like you couldn't. He couldn't have done it better. He, I think, leaned into it really well. One hundred percent. You know, it's it's definitely you hit the nail on the head there. It's but it's fun. That's what you want to see when you see those movies. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so. part of why I also recommended dr fives is because i think it is just it is also a fun movie but that's unfair for me to say without having heard what you thought because it's a first watch for you yeah it was a first watch for me and and i think uh this is the second time in a row first watch right I, I picked american werewolf the first time but i love dr fives i mean it was crazy it was uh it was wacky it was it had that psychedelic that Kind of, it was it was seventy one, right? So it was so like had that kind of like the the sixties psychedelic vibe to it. Um, I love the movie. I love the movie. I will say, you know, we we try to kind of like the fun thing for you and I to do is to figure out what are we going to drink while we're watching the movies. And about five minutes into the movie, um, if you there's a there's a they're introducing the characters it doesn't just start off with kills right so like they have this big musical number with the credits and then they they, they show this weird guy coming up with this organ and stuff and i'm like well this should be an edible not not a drink this should be an edible so if you're in california you're in colorado you're you're in a country or a state that that it is legal to consume your your marijuana products it is uh i would go full strong edible for this movie but <laughs> As it stands, I just had, I actually um, ended up doing a, a screwdriver for this one. Just did vodka and orange juice. I like that. I like it with the color as well. Like it has all these lurid 70s colors and that orange yep. juicy color. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it was cool. just, but it, it worked out well. I mean, it, wor it worked out well. Maybe there was a couple of them in there, but I, you know, that, that was the drink of choice at least. <laughs> <laughs> what did you drink for this movie before we start talking about the movie? So I thought I was being so clever with this one. And now I think, no, yours is way better. I went Bloody Mary. 
because I think of oh, that as oh. like old school, but like, of course, with the blood and it's like so over the top. Not that you see a lot of blood in this film, but everything's right. so over the top. You know, you've got people like locusts eating someone's whole face off. And like, so you had to go with something <laughs> very vivid. So the Bloody Mary vodka seemed like the right call. <laughs> And as well, no, I know this is really silly, but like partway through the film, they're making this like reduction of Brussels sprouts. And I sort of wanted something vegetable to go with that. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, so is it a known fact that locusts like Brussels sprouts or the substract of Brussels sprouts? I, I don't know what that scene was, but. I have no idea, but I have to say I loved the green. That green is like like Ghostbusters. What's the, what's the the ghost? Slimer. Slimer. Yes. It's Slimer green. Amazing. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yes, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great pick by you. Um, one thing watching the movie, and we can kind of go through the movie itself, but this movie, just to synopsis real quick, guy's wife dies, and there are nine doctors who were trying to help save her life if i got this right if i'm getting it wrong tell me please yeah so far so good but um so dr fives who was the husband is has the revenge plot um to kill all these doctors and he has but i chosen... should point out by the way that she died in surgery that's why he wants to Yes, I'm sorry. Your point, yes, yeah, point out like I was thinking that. Yes, she gets she gets hurt. She's in surgery. She dies. So now he's going to go and kill the doctors that are really responsible for her death because she died in surgery. And he uses these biblical plagues or these this Jewish or this Egyptian. I couldn't place that necessarily, but he it it had a religious element to it and. You know, I watched the movie. It's a fun movie. I recommend it to anybody because it's just kind of out there and it's that very 70s, late 60s, early 70s vibe. But when you watch a movie, when it has a religious aspect to it, whether it's an exorcism or it's a, you know, something like this, does it, do you find it more scary? Does it add an element of suspense or an element of like, whoa, this is a little bit more intense? Yeah, I'm actually, I am a huge sucker for a, a religious movie. I, I love exorcist movies in particular, but like St. Maud uh, was amazing as well. I think it does, it adds, for me, it adds an extra layer because you're suddenly something, someone has gone to an extent where you're beyond human, if you know what I mean. Like whether or not you actually believe in God, Fives is not just guy out for revenge, you know, with his gun or his knife or whatever. He's calling on the wrath of God, the actual biblical plagues. And for me, that like <laughs> height makes it almost, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's not surreal, but just so much bigger. And that I think has a terror to it. How about you? Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. because, and, and I'm not fully into like, you know, I'm not anything religious, like full on into this religion. So like, it's not that I'm like, oh my God, I'm a believer and locusts are going to eat my face. <laughs> But it does add something to it because there's that element of kind of the unknown. Like you said, it's not when someone's wife gets murdered in a movie and the guy's like, you know what? This is the only thing I had to live for. Now I'm going to go kill everybody. And here's my machine gun. I know what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be an hour and a half of shoot him up or a guy can't die until he kills everybody. And then it'll be over. Well, this I had no, you know, you don't know. Like, it's like 
so then it's you know so the first kill in the movie just to kind of go with that so i see it as there was nine deaths in this movie mm-hmm. maybe, maybe more because i didn't count the end yeah but yeah nine. but and we don't want to give i mean i guess we can give spoilers because it's been 40 years plus <laughs> but um yeah the, so the first one was the um well they don't show the first one because it was death by bees yeah the boils that's right it's but they show the se- it's the second one that's bats isn't the it? second one is the bats and after that and it starts to piece it together because that was the first one they show is the bats and then they kind of piece it together that another doctor was was done you know by bees everywhere it was intense i mean they show these like fruit bats you know and they're these huge bats like climbing all over the place and they're killing this guy when he's asleep and um it was just i'm like well wait a minute now i gotta i gotta know what the next one is you know like it was like and I'm like how are they gonna because how are they gonna do this with all these biblical deaths because it's not like they're not putting you know great ci you know or the what do they call it the all the you know all the movies now use uh oh cgi yeah. cgi this is there to film this and so like how how are they going to do that and did you have did a favorite because there were so many good ones in this you know i think i did and i think it was probably the frog mask Ooh, do you do you want to describe so, it for our listeners because it's early enough on i don't think it's a spoiler yeah no it's fine so they, they go to this party and it's a masquerade party or a mask party. Now, everyone else has just like the masquerade party things where like only their eyes are being, you know, covered. But the doctor is like, oh, this is elegant. Look at this mask. And he gives him this frog, frog mask. Well, the frog mask actually goes all the way over his head and clamps on the back. And he thinks it's great. And he's kind of like, you know, the best one there. And he's kind of like walking through after he gets there. But the mask tightens up on his head and then it's like set to keep ratcheting until it like squeezes his head till he's dead. But then no one knows what he's doing. Right. Cause he's just got this mask on. They can't really see him or hear him. And he's just kind of walking. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a great scene. I love that. I don't know if you caught this. There's a little subtle extra layer of humor to that as well. Before he, when he gets on the mask, he makes a comment about what he does. And he's a psychiatrist. And he says, I'm a head shrinker. And then he's got this mask that's like shrinking I, yes, over I did. on his head. Which is funny that she was hurt in an accident in Switzerland, I think is what the movie yeah, is saying. Crash. Why was a psychologist or a psychiatrist helping save her life? So I think if I, I could be wrong, I, I think I think he was supposed to be like part of the the group that was involved. I don't know if he was supposed to like help with the actual surgery, but you're right. It makes it make. I mean, who needs who needs nine doctors? No, eight doctors and a nurse anyway for like their surgery. You know. Well, you know, I was it was a bad accident, but I was like, ah, oh, psychiatrist, huh? Yeah. But I've gotten I've gotten in a car accident, and the first person I saw was a psychiatrist. You know, it doesn't doesn't quite make the sense, but no, that was a great scene. What about you? Did you have a specific scene that you were you know that you liked more than the others? I have a real soft spot for the death by hail scene, just because my mind goes, okay, hail. How are you going to create? hail that's going to kill somebody and the best like if i if i was dr fives the best i could come up with is like you freeze massive chunks of ice and you like drop them on somebody and hope their head caves in 100 
and then they went this mad way so so the scene is there's a girl on the side of the road he has this assistant who's helping him um it's Volnavia and and she's you know helpless by the side of the road woman and so the guy you know, says tells his driver to get out and help and then they knock him out they abscond his car and Fibes puts in this insane looking machine into the car and attaches it to the engine and what it does basically is turns the back of a car into like the arctic freezer and it just starts pelting him with hail and you, you don't see it in the moment you see it after when they're demonstrating it but the vision you have is they open this door and there's this body that's like a snowman he's completely coated in ice and somehow he's turned the car's engine into a hail machine and that i didn't expect it it blew my mind really ingenious right like it just it, it not like what you were thinking at all um all of them all of them i'm like wait a minute like how are you gonna do this um there was a scene in the movie where they're killing one of the doctors who goes to the london aeroplane um airport or air it was like the way that it said it was just so far it's like they just wanted you to know like this is where the rich people come to fly on the weekends you know like it was just aeroplane club or, or whatever it was but and it was death by rats yeah. and i'm like and you, you know you're like okay well which which, which death is this going to be <laughs> and uh then there's a doctor's flying and he's just having his good old time in his little biplane that he has there and and uh, then there's all these rats that they released into the into the cockpit that didn't come out until he's up at the top. Like, you, I don't know if he had like, you know, like a release trigger or something. Who, who knows? But and then the plane crashes. But he there was death by rats. That was, and that how was... are you going to kill someone with a unicorn? It was Or it was actually not a unicorn. But it was death by brass. Was that what it was? Oh, I thought it was beasts. That's terrible. Is my hearing really bad? Oh, maybe mine is. I, I did have I did have screw a couple of screwdrivers by the time that had happened. <laughs> but yeah, that was the one that I got. I genuinely went. I was shocked by. So most of them have a build up, and you see them set up the scene, and it takes a good long time. And so it's more like you're you're sort of artistically enjoying it. You're getting to be part of Fives's world and see how he sets it up, and like bats get lowered in or whatever. But with that one, this guy's just walking out of like a a, a club right at the door and boom, straight through the door, catapulted from across the street. He's impaled by a unicorn's horn and I didn't see it coming and I was so shocked. And then they follow it geniusly, beautifully with this great moment of humor because the unicorn's thing is spiraled. They have to twist it out of him. So you see the body just twisting around. Yep, they have to twist it out. Loved it. I loved it. And to add to the humor and maybe this is just, just me and what i've kind of picked up on a lot of these movies in frenzy they're joking about the necktie killer like it's mm -hmm. just like normal a man has been impaled and the horn of this unicorn has gone through the wall and into this other room and an old curmudgeon like british guy because they're at this like london athletic club or the london gentleman's club or whatever he's trying to read his paper and he's like can you please keep down the racket this is a this is a club, yeah. you know, like not worried about the fact that like, obviously something right around the corner has happened. So. People are like, Oh my God, they're freaking out. Like this person has just been murdered. Like he's been killed impaled. He is not worried about that at all. He's just like trying to read his London times. And yeah. I, I laughed at that scene. I, I did. I, I thought it was great. 
No, it's awesome. And it's such a British reaction, you know, like Americans yeah. would be over that, like would want to be in the business. And the person's like, I'm trying to read. I, I thought this was a really British movie. And it's really funny because I, I was talking to a friend of mine about doing this and they, and I, since we just done American Werewolf, which was directed by an American. And mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, I think it's so much more British than American Werewolf, even though American Werewolf has all the London locations. And he actually said to me, he was just like, no, I think American Werewolf is more British. What do you think? You are American outsider. Which felt more British to you? Visually, I mean, obviously American Werewolf, just because you're in the Moors, you're in, you're in London, all that. I don't know when if you gave me American Werewolf, and I'm not, don't know what you're watching, and I just walk into a room, and it's kind of there, but we're, you know, we're talking, it's just kind of on the background. That's a movie. That's just a horror movie. Like, oh, there's a werewolf. Like, I'm not. I'm not putting together that they're at Trafalgar Square. I'm not like, you know, I'm not putting together all this thing. This movie from, okay, so full disclosure, I'm going to look for this movie. I find, I'm like, it's got to be on YouTube. I'm going to check YouTube first, and um, I do. Well, the YouTube clip that I found, or the YouTube movie that I found was, Basically, somebody doing a probably one of those late Saturday night kind of comedy, loose comedy shows. And they're like, and tonight's feature is this. So I'm like fast forwarding through it. And when I stop, it was just I think it was at the beginning of the frog scene. So I was like, OK, this is the movie. This is where I'll come back and watch it. Anyways, immediately I was like, this is British. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I was like, this is British. Like it was just the colors and kind of had a little clockwork orange to me like in just like the style and the you know they were probably filmed roughly in the same decade i guess so i, I mean clockwork it was orange it, but... is 71 so only year oh same year yeah oh same year you're right yeah so i mean it was um no i thought this one i felt this one felt more british that one probably was more british in the sense of like all the the visuals but you could put american werewolf in new york and it could be the same movie yeah I think so too. I think so too. I think that there's something very British about the whole, the feel and the attitude. And there's all those cliches. There's like the British cop. Actually, the main cop's not a bad cop, but his boss is like, oh, you know, don't get it in the newspapers. We don't want to make a fuss. That feels yep. very British. Oh, no. The Brit the cops part was very British. And just the way they talk to each other, yeah. not necessarily, I mean, accents aside, just the way that they talk to each other and stuff, it's, it's it seemed a lot more. I, I I did think that this movie was a truly British film. Yeah, I think so. That being said, Having, though, I think if you remade it, you could remake it anywhere. What do you think? Yes, 100. I was going to say, you could remake it, and I think this movie should be remade. Um, <sighs> because I, I do find, like, I would like to... Yeah, you, but you could put it anywhere, right? You, you could put it in... You could make it in, in Japan and make it in Asian Dodger Farms, or you could put it in New York City and do that where it's... Here's here's these nine people, eight doctors, one nurse or whatever. And it's just like this high flying, you know, really, really fantastical. Like these are the best doctors in the world. And then like they're go they're getting picked off one at a time, you know. And and so I think you could. But they, I would like to have it. I think you would almost want to keep it in, in England, though. I just think it like that would make it the best. Yeah. Because it would match it. it. It just could keep that thing. But how would you make it without another Vincent Price, though? Because wasn't he such a key mm -hmm. figure in this movie? 
Yeah, you're right. I think it was really very much built around because by that time he he had been quite famous for doing a lot of different horror movies and he he'd done quite a lot of the sort of he he was even Hammer and Amicus films, that sort of classic 50s, 60s. And he really he does really well camp and over the top. So one of my favorite movies is, is a little later, 74, Theater of Blood. And he does, he kills people in Shakespearean methods. And it's it's the same thing. It's this huge, over the top, massive drama. I actually thought about that with the plagues because it, it reminded me of, um, it's Romeo and Juliet, a plague on both your houses. It's like old school drama at its best. And he does that so well. And what is amazing, which I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet, is he does it, unable to move his mouth. He's got his jaw wired shut the whole time. And he still, he gives these looks and these expressions. And then he has like, he has this hole in the back of his throat. He like sips a martini. Who but Vincent Price can do that? Yeah. What was the hole? Like, explain this to me. (laughs) I don't, I genuinely don't totally understand. But my assumption is, so you, we, um, uh, spoiler alert, there's a big reveal at the end where the face we've been seeing is actually a mask and he's 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 been very badly sort of distorted and destroyed from a, a car accident. And his, his jaw is sort of shut and obtruse. And so he must have to like breathe and consume food still. So I'm assuming he has some sort of like the equivalent of, of a, a, like a catheter, but for your throat in the back of his neck. And he keeps like sipping stuff in the back of his neck. I laughed every single time that I saw that. They have this really great scene. So his assistant. Yes. I don't know if she's a well-known actress or not, but like in my head, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I think I've got got friends that want to play up here and they're going to start barking. So I apologize. Go away, bud. Go. <laughs> All part of the movie magic, I'm sure. They evidently oh, like Vincent yeah. Price. They're going, Price, Price. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Yeah, she's she's awesome. <laughs> Puppies, man. Puppies. That My old dog is just fine, lays here the whole time, makes no peep. The new one is kind of crazy. So, um, yeah, we... Uh... Okay, you're going to have to go, buddy. <laughs> you were saying there was a scene. Sorry, there was a scene. So she kind of i i don't know why but i was drawn to her the whole time mm. like she she didn't did she talk at all in the movie no she's mute she plays the violin um but yep. she's totally mute the whole time and she's she's got this striking for anybody who hasn't seen it she has a very striking dancerly quality about her she's almost like even mechanical and blank in the way she moves sorry i'll yep. let you finish what you're saying well no and and the thing is so in the beginning they they show him rising up and and this is the opening scene or whatever and she's kind of setting everything up. And I was I was getting like Lady Gaga vibes. Like I'm like, okay, like she's a visual presence. She can move with like the music. She's doing her thing. But I don't know if you can get Lady Gaga to make the remake. If you're like, like hey, will you be in this movie? Um, you can wear crazy outfits. But at the same time, you're not going to say a word. And you're definitely not singing. So <laughs> <laughs> she probably wouldn't do it. But yeah, like she, she was great. But there was a scene where like they're dancing. And then he, you know, they have their, their champagne and then he just like tilts his head to the, to the side and then Little dumps bit. it in and that, that, that's him drinking his, uh, drinking his champagne. So yeah, great. Uh, very weird movie. Right. Okay. But it very, it was great. I would watch it again and again. Oh, I'm so glad I, I, you mentioned though, all his, his assistant, but he also has this like 
uh, entourage, let's say, no, no side performance of all these wind up sort of like clock toys with keys in the back of them that play the piano. What did you think of that? Because that's a very unusual addition that, that you, you could take away and the film is still strong, but did you like that they had it in? It just added the weirdness to it, like the weirdness of him. Like, so I just, I just kind of imagined him. He's just this eclectic old rich guy, like just so much money. And obviously he has a hail machine. Like who has a hail machine? <laughs> this is like cartoonish, but um, yeah, like the crank up band was awesome, but it kind of added to like the creepiness. Yeah. I think those automatons like, are very creepy. Right. I agree. 100%. Like I was actually kind of waiting because they would cut back to them every time they went back to his lair or his mansion, they would kind of cut back to them and they're playing a different song or doing what they need to do. And I was just waiting for them to do more. Right. Like it was like his like army of robotic things, but they were just there for his pleasure and his dancing. Like they were just there for his music. <laughs> Imagine like walking into your living room, walking into your living room and be like, I'd like to, I'm going to, or your kitchen, like, I'm going to cook something. I want instead of being like, Hey, you know, you know, Google play this. Like you're, you just hit this, crank this button and like this, you know, eight piece humanoid band just starts playing like classical music. Like, yeah, I love it. Why not go for it? (laughs) Maybe, maybe Jeff Bezos uh, created Alexa based off of that. There we go. Yeah. It's funny. You know, I think there were a lot of things from this movie that you can see in other later horror movies. Like we were talking about the religion yes. thing earlier and, and there are the plagues, not necessarily, but there are things like we we've mentioned earlier, seven with the seven deadly things, but there's, like, yes. there's a lot there. Did you notice any? You know what? I also saw what I was going to bring up it, the saw movies in jigsaw. So there, if you haven't seen the saw movies, um, they're definitely some of my favorites, but it's a guy that gets people to do horrible, horrible things to themselves and to other people to live. Mm-hmm. And so they might lock like five people in, you know, a room and then you have to do these tasks, which is like you're, you have to weigh yourself like with flesh or you, you know, needles and, and it, it just crazy things. So at the end of the movie, the last plague or last biblical death is the firstborn. Yes, that's it's the death of the firstborn. So, I you know what I go with no spoilers. When it's nineteen, if it's if the movie's older than me and you haven't seen it, I still recommend seeing it, even though we're giving away the kills. But he has he's kidnapped the firstborn son of like the head doctor, and he's hidden the key inside the rib cage, hidden a a padlock key inside the rib cage of the child. So this child's. 16 15 16 he's not like an infant but he brings the doctor there and he basically says you can keep your son alive you have x amount of time you need to get the key looks at the x-ray there's a key you have to get the key in his ribcage and then you unlock the the bolt around his neck or yeah his head and his neck right like he's like stationary on this on this blanket or on this table and above him is this very James Bond-like tube that is timed perfectly to drop acid onto the son's face at like 15 minutes or whatever. And this is his last kill. So he's, you know, it's all, they're going to basically for 15 minutes destroy all the evidence that they had. And they're, they're and this is, and he just has to go and like falter so he gets to watch his son die, whatever. 
So yeah, it was that made me think Jigsaw. That made me think Saw. Like it was like you have to hurt your son, not kill him, get the key out, and then save him. You're totally right. I, when you first said that, I was sort of like, really, revenge story, and like there's a little bit of that to Saw. But no, you're right. That is literally the same because there's there's it's not the same. But there's one of the Saw movies she has to like grab a key from acid, burning her hand off to get herself out. Yeah. And so yeah, that's very Saw. That's really cool. I hadn't thought about that. So just things that like I think they definitely you know had really good takes, and to think that that was God, that was forty years before these other movies, right? yeah um they were great i i thought there was enough comedy in the movie too i would definitely classify this as a horror comedy um oh good because i mean after american werewolf i'm I'm, your judgment is off (laughs) no kidding (laughs) my judgment might not mean anything to anybody i would classify this as a horror comedy um one being he had every time so he goes out in his car and his little um assistant is driving you know and all the windows in the back have his face but in silhouette on the right and the left is like the silhouette right right face and left face and the back is just the back of his head sitting there it's not him it's like paper so in this in the scene of uh was it the hail scene where they had his his driver yeah he pulls up he goes go help that girl out you know he's walking up to this girl who's stuck on the side of the road you if i walk up to a car there's like paper mache heads or like (laughs) like on the side like i don't i don't i think i would probably be a little weirded out to begin with but i laughed i mean every time he drove the car i'm like Oh, the uh, killer is going out for his, <laughs> his nightly kill. And it's just this guy, like, you know, you just see this, like, paper guy, like, just sitting there as the car's going by. It's, it, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I'm not doing it justice. No, it is. It's yeah. hilarious. It's a good, subtle one. I think as well, having very early on Terry Thomas, who he's the guy who gets all of the blood drained out of him, a really well-known comedian, comedic actor. If anybody has ever seen How to Kill Your Wife, he's the butler in that. Um, and Terry Thomas is great. because he, So he's playing this, like, dirty movie this like old <laughs> real dirty movie while his like his assistant or, or his maid maybe keeps coming in and interrupting him and he's all like really embarrassed and it's it's a very well done comedic scene because it's building on his awkwardness so well it was awkward it was <laughs> awkward i was laughing at it but it was awkward i'm like i'm like wait a minute there's a black and white video and he has to crank the video machine <laughs> yeah. And so even like before, it's like when she comes in and now he's like in shock because they're about to kill him. He's still cranking the thing, but it's yeah, he's removed it off. and it's like he's still still spinning. <laughs> I just like the fact that he's watching this thing on like a sheet that he's put across his door. She comes back to be like, "Oh, your food. What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a uh, it's to help with drafts. <laughs> you know, totally. air drafts are really bad." <laughs> oh, good! It's such a funny good. theme. You know, another one that I laughed at, and maybe people didn't laugh at, but I thought who kind of stole the movie. There, there's a scene where the the you know the detectives are now searching. They found these amulets, and every death has an amulet that goes kind of with it, right? And he's goes to this jeweler, and the jeweler was so quirky. I don't know if I've ever seen this guy before. He was great. Like if you remake the movie, I think he's the one who steals the movie. Ah. Uh-huh. 
I loved it. Did you, I mean, snarky did, that, as well. Like the first thing they did is he's like, oh, did you make more than one of these? And he's like, of course I did. Like he's very sassy. I said and, it was a set. Like he was <laughs> just like, you know. <laughs> no, but he was just really, like, yeah. And she was really beautiful and she she didn't say much and she was fashionable. And he's like, okay, fashionable. And he's like, you're not going to write that down? He's like, I, can't, <laughs> I can remember that. You know, like. But just like that quirky, like this guy's like been in here, like he's just a, he's a worker, right? He's just in there working. He's finally got like human contact, and he he just doesn't know how to deal with it. I thought he was great. He was awesome. I think he was really funny, and he was a fun one as well because you you had for most of it, you have people who are sort of they're in danger or they're in weird situations, and so you sort of have like a a lot of tension around it. Whereas that scene is just kind of goofy like you're learning about the plagues but there's nothing else happening so you don't you're not distracted from the humor it's just a right. blast of silliness and i liked that yep. it was well timed in the film. very good no i i really did like this movie i keep mentioning remakes right do you think that they, you asked me that question as well do you think you could put it in a different city do you think they could remake this movie or would it be better just to like leave it alone is this the original period? so i I think if you I don't think there's anything wrong with remaking the concept of it because I think the concepts are really cool but I think if you try and do vibes this way not in the 70s it won't come across well like you said you need Vincent Price I don't think you can get that attitude and the colors and everything goes so well it's really like a product of its time and its moment even though it lasts and that we still find it funny now but I think if you took away the comedy, you could do a like seven version of this with the biblical plagues and you can get really creative and creepy and terrifying with how you do the plagues and that that could make for a really watchable movie. Yeah, it would almost be a, a more like a darker, Yeah, you would take the horror comedy part out of it and make a darker horror movie. Is what, I, is that's that what, what you're I saying? would do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I no, think I agree. you'd have to then have vibes be very different as well. Because I think if you're the minute you try and remake Vincent Price, you're screwed. Like no. there's, there's, I, no I don't think you can. Yeah. I think he carries the movie because it's him. Yeah. I mean, he's Definitely. a legend. Like it's, it's hard to, to remake a legend. And then you're always going to be comparing it. So yeah, you could take pieces of it or the thoughts behind it. But yeah. Now, was there any of the kills? We, we, we mentioned this earlier. So I'm not even going to say it was ready. Let's go into the nurse's kill real quick. Oh, I have problems with the nurse's kill. Can I oh, start okay. with my one problem? Yeah, no, okay. you said problems. I want to hear multiple problems. I don't care. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so I have, I, I love all of this movie except the nurse's kill. I like the final shot of the nurse's kill, but everything else mm. about it really bothers me. And a large part of that is, is this sequence does not make logical sense to me. So there is a nurse she's she they kept her in the hospital to try and keep her safe and they tell her to go to to her room where she's supposed to sleep and so she she takes a sleeping pill they tell her to take a sleeping pill because she can't sleep and she goes to bed vibes shows up in the room above her with a fold out clear naked lady <laughs> that he then yep. has to lie on the floor so i have question question one why does the naked lady have to be there at all why do you need a roll out naked lady to lie on top of the bed full stop if you know where the bed is this is wholly unnecessary but like let's just just say that you go with it roll out naked lady and why does she need nipples <laughs> roll out naked lady he then <laughs> aims for right here, for right here on right the here. lady. Right. Yep. Oh, sorry, sorry to people who can't see. Dead center forehead above the eyes. He he does he drills through the floor, dead center forehead above the eyes. 
He then puts the little grief tune on it. And where does it drip? The lamp next to her head. Three feet to the right. Right. What the heck, man? And then they show, oh, I'm a little off. I'll just lean it over a little what? bit. Yeah. <laughs> totally caught that. Totally caught that. This, oh my gosh, there's a room that's kind of empty above her. And he's going to place out exactly where the bed is. Sure, it's got nipples. Okay, we'll move past that. I didn't I didn't worry about that as much. <laughs> I did worry about the fact that he drilled a three by three basically hole above that she didn't wake up when, you know, a foot of flooring <laughs> and you see a fall on, on her. her. On her. Yeah. That that's no. Nope. And then yes, the first the first drip starts going all over the lamp. I'm like, well, I have no idea where this is going. Like <laughs> Yes, it made no sense. No. That being said, the final shot you get, so he releases uh, locusts. It's the plague of locusts. And they're eating, this is the, we mentioned vaguely earlier, the Brussels sprout serum. It's the Brussels yes. sprout that's serum. That's what he's pouring on her. to her, yes. Yeah. Um, he releases the locusts. And like, okay, you're so sorry. But then you get this final amazing shot where they've evidently in, in what can only be five minutes, do you think? Five, five-ish minutes of time? It's so hard it. to tell because they didn't come back till later, right? But so like, but it it was not the years that it would have taken. Yes, exactly. And they've eaten away <laughs> at her skull. And you get this actually genuinely amazing single visual shot of the skull with the locust and a little bit of the slime. And I have to say, for all of the problems I have with that scene and how it doesn't make any sense, that shot is one of the creepiest and best in the movie for me. That so I was gonna say it redeems itself very well because that was like death by locust. So yes, I I did laugh at the I I just didn't understand what the Brussels sprout extract was for. I didn't understand a lot of the scene. I never un, like yes, sleeping pill, but then she's getting coated, and I mean coated with this slime and sludge doesn't move doesn't acknowledge the fact that there might be something on her face where she just like nips a, you know nips something, nothing but they did a great job with the debt like with the locust still kind of feasting on her yeah. at the end um you know th- it's interesting that you said it because i thought they did a good I, th- I liked that scene and i actually really liked the vincent price the dr fives showing what he really was at the end oh yeah when he kind of rips off the mask of like what he, what his public or what the public sees of him minus the paper in the car, but like what the paper in the car looks like. And now he's this like death of a man. Like, it's just like, he's barely hung on. He's been in a fire or whatever it was. And so I, you know, there were scenes of it where it could have been much darker because they could, they showed they can do that. Yeah. Well, those two scenes. That so scene as well with the reveal, it's from, it's based on that classic reveal from uh, Phantom of the Opera, the black and white Phantom of the Opera. And so it's such a like, it's great classic callback to this really, really famous previous scene. And then the makeup holds up really well. It's a new like way to do that. Whereas I think very often when that scene's done in other films, it's kind of a letdown when you get rid of the mask. Whereas they they took it to a serious extreme. He almost looks like he's ch- chiseled out of rock. Like his face has like these intense cracks and acid with it. And you can see all of his teeth because they're yep. set. I thought it was a very good reveal. So I love, I, I'm not a huge like 
when it comes to zombies and stuff like when you're all skull like i i feel like i feel like they go one way and that they don't go like this one did it perfect because like you said when you see all the teeth that's creepy to me but you would see all the teeth no you're right, right? You don't have so, mouth. <laughs> they don't always do that right because it's just not the way that people do it um yeah i i, I enjoyed it like i great deaths enough humor in the movie um a really good you know i i have i know i've seen vincent price movies i've probably seen like the more american ones that they've added him to like you know some vampire movies here and there really enjoyed this one and we'll watch more because of this one in fact i'm actually going to try to start looking at some of the hammer horror movies like now that we've doing more research and talking about them yeah like i i just want to go down that road and just kind of see what um what more of them are about because they're obviously sparked an entire genre of film over there yeah i cannot recommend hammer films enough especially if if you are someone who likes old school horror a lot of the horror we have now is because of hammer horror you'll love it right i think you'll love it no i'm i I, i'm really excited to go into it but what a great pick lauren that was uh, that was a great pick for a movie i was a little hesitant you know like we had done you know some older movies and and i'm and i'm not always the best person to judge older movies sometimes they get lost on me where it's like you know i get i get drawn into the this is the 50s or this is the 70s and like that movie just worked from beginning to end you know the way it was so it was really well done and i think it's kind of almost like a timeless crazy movie <laughs> yes i'm so i'm so glad you liked it because it is it is one of my favorites i loved it but that means now though it's your yep. turn to pick a movie so what do you oh, have one for me okay. i do have one for you um you know i wanted to go with something a little bit newer just we had done one you know both of the last two were you know 80s early 80s and early 70s and you know, we had done From Hell earlier this season, and it's kind of that Victorian and that Jack the Ripper, and was kind of researching different movies to see, and, and I wanted to also stick with the first watch. Um, I like the first watch because you really, get, like, when I watch Shaun of the Dead, I'm like, oh, this is the 15th time I've seen it, and I'm, like, trying to pick out new stuff. And, um, but I'm going to go with the Limehouse Gollum. Oh, Limehouse Gollum's interesting this is that for anyone who hasn't seen it it's a newer one it's with bill nye who i love i love favorite so good he's so good but it's a victorian england right or it's victorian london um yeah and it's it's more detective and serial killer stuff but i was like i thought that would be a good one to to watch and it it was you know selfishly it was like one that i was like i want to watch that movie so like (laughs) let's watch it for the podcast so yeah well, so, you love Jack the Ripper and you know loads about Jack the Ripper. And so this yeah. is, it's the same time period, but it's a very different feel. So I'll be really interested to see how you think of this killer versus Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And um, we'll definitely talk about it. I did want to ask you something kind of before we wrap up here. Okay. Um, what's, is there anything that is coming out that you want to see, that you want to watch? Um, you know, horror movies as horror fans we i know like the new scream just came out and people are really excited about that i was you know i'll see it at some point i wouldn't didn't have to rush out to go see it but there are two movies that i've seen kind of previews for on tv that i will probably go see both of them in the movie theater and i don't do that a whole lot 
So I, I was curious. Know. There... Wait, tell me yours. Sure. Okay. So the first one is from A24 Pictures, which I hopefully you guys get those. And I can't think off the top of my head here. I should have wrote it down. But they do a lot of good like horror movies and they're a little grittier. I wouldn't almost more an independent one. So it's not like I feel like they can just tell a better like they tell a better story. They're not trying to hit the mark of like well, you're getting the big produ- production money. So you got to hit this. We need this, two of these, three of these, four of these. And I need these two stars to be in it. <laughs> We're like, these are like, they're trying to tell this story. Right. And the movie's called talk to me. Oh, and what's it about? Have you, I, haven't seen I, I don't know. No, but like, like I, you said, you saw a preview. What, what is it? Yeah, say? no, I think it's just like talking to like, there's like a dead, like spirit demon. That's like, they could they're like, they're kind of like, uh, the way I'm getting it from the preview was like it's more of like a Ouija board type of scenario, or they're, or they're doing like that seance thing, and then like it starts attacking them. So I've seen it once, the preview once. I'm not going to watch it again because I want to go into it blind. Something mm-hmm. nice about going into like the preview piqued my interest enough where I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. I don't want to see anything else about it. Cool. I wrote it down so that I know when I, we, I, this is, you know, that's what I do like with the horror movies. I don't want to see too much. I sometimes want to just get peaked enough where I'm like, that's going to be something I'm going to watch. Awesome. And it looked like it was going to be scary enough. But then there's another movie that I've watched probably the same trailer a hundred times and I can't get enough of it, Lauren. And so it goes completely aside from what I said, where I don't want to watch the trailer. It's called Renfield. And yes. it's got Nicholas Cage as Dracula. And it's obviously a, a horror comedy because it's got another kid, and I don't, I'm, I don't know what oh, movies Nicholas he's Holt. been in. Nicholas, he in what has he been in? He was in the menu. He, yes, that's okay. Yes, he's the main kid in the menu, right? Yeah. And yep, another great movie. If people haven't seen the menu, I really liked the menu. I liked the so menu. So it was great. And that's on HBO. If people are, are like, where do you where do you watch that? That's oh, that's uh, now British on people, HBO it's on Max Disney here in the States. Oh, sorry. It's on Disney Plus. The menu is on Disney Plus over there. That Love is it. hysterical. <laughs> we get we get Phineas and Ferb and Marvel movies, and you guys are getting like the horror Marvel. and thriller movies on Disney Plus over there. Oh, good lord, that's yeah. awesome. But no, it's but Renfield. Yeah, so Renfield. So Nicholas Holt is the. Um, he's basically Dracula's real life servant like he's got some powers but he sends him out to bring him the blood and to bring him so he doesn't get caught or whatever and he's like he's kind of his henchman but he's like a reluctant henchman like Nicholas Holt's like, i don't want to do this anymore so there's like a scene in the trailer where he basically goes to like this anonymous you know like alcoholics anonymous or drug and narcotics anonymous or, or he's in this like group of people who are like getting bought, you know, bogged down by work or like their bosses or like unhealthy relationships. And he's like explaining it without saying it's Dracula. Right. And he's and they're like, yes, yes. He has no control over you. And he's like, no, he does. And he's like, I know you feel that way, but it is. So I have to see this movie. Oh God. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to see it as well. I think the the Nicholas Cage vampire that you like the bits you get to see him say looks as well. Incredible. Cause he's kind of, he's like, sarcastic and a little bit like like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're gonna you know fire yourself like he's very i don't know i, I like snarky evidently i like i like yep. talk back and yeah i think that's amazing and he was because he was in a vampire movie in the 80s i don't know if people know this but nicholas cage was in uh, um vampire's kiss 
in 89 and he thinks he's a vampire but he's not and like it's cool then to see on the flip side him actually be like the iconic dracula vampire i'm i'm yeah. very excited about Redmond. he's bought in 100 percent on this one like it's going to be a good one yeah i've been waiting i've been waiting patiently for the nicholas cage return to dominance yeah um there's a great there's a great like video i saw somewhere it's probably like a minute long and it's just people that can do the voices but and it's a joke on nicholas cage where it's like hey i've got this movie where it's a dog who uh can play golf and he's like i'll do it and it just says i'll do it for everything you know and then and because he's in every movie like he is in so like he like had three new movies this month and they're all out on um netflix for free you know or not for free but you know what i'm saying so this movie he did one with pat pascal Pedro Pascal, the guy that was in uh, Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And he was in Last of Us right now that's out. He did a movie um, and I, where he plays himself. He plays Nicolas Cage in the movie. And it was definitely it was definitely better. And I, I was like, oh, okay, I was thinking that was going to make it maybe take him back all the way. But I think Renfield might have the case to be like, this Nicolas Cage is going to be the hero once again at the top of the mountain. He's not going to win the Academy Award for Renfield. We know we're not lucky as horror fans to have a horror movie win any kind of awards there. But this movie, he looks like he is all in and he is back to like Nicolas Cage power. I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. I'm also wish looking we live... forward to Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, wish we live closer. We could go see it together because I'm not sure anyone else in my house is going to go watch it with me. Oh, that's a shame. I feel like Kaylin <laughs> should, 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 because it's going to, it looks visually really arty. She might get into that. She might go, yeah, I might be able to drag her out to the theater with me. Awesome. The other one I kind of want to see is um, Evil Dead Rises. That's the other one that's on my thing. And for the sole purpose that the, the poster here is redheaded girl with hair like mine going like, and for people not watching the video, I just gave a creepy smile as a camera. And I just, I like it. Like, just for that. I haven't actually seen the poster. I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. I like the Evil Dead. Let's watch it. I have not seen the Evil Dead. Oh, my God. You haven't <laughs> seen the Evil Dead. No, and I will tell you, this is really funny. So I think my boss, who I talk with horror movies with all the time, right? Because he, he likes horror movies. He's got a great theater room at his place. And every once in a while, I'll go over to his place and we'll, we'll watch some kind of horror movie, you know? Like, because he watches them all. Like, he, he knows them. Like, he loves them. Um, we're we're going to watch it over at his place. Like, he's like, nope, I want, I want you to watch it over here. Like, I want, I want to see your reactions. And he goes... He goes, your sister would be appalled that you hadn't seen this movie yet. Like, I am. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> but I will tell you, I saw the preview again, just in passing when I was doing something this weekend of the Evil Dead 2 or the one that you were just talking about. Oh, Rises. Uh, yeah. Rises. And I was like, it's that smile. And I was like, I'll watch that. Right? That smile <laughs> like, does yeah. it all. You don't need anything more than that creepy smile. And you're like, yeah, yep. yeah, let's do that. I, right. I yeah, am so. so horrified that you haven't seen The Evil Dead that when you do watch it, we need to make sure we talk about it on here because, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so for everybody, next month when we release on the 28th, we will, in our What Have You Watched, that will be what I, I give my synopsis on. I will Amazing. watch it between now and then because it is something I obviously need to... Um, to watch i actually did watch another movie recently 
um, did not bring it up in the beginning, didn't find it super important. But since we're talking about movies that I probably should have seen, but had not seen, I watched, um, you might not have even seen this movie, but you know the the movie poster or the video box poster as when we were kids going to Blockbuster and stuff, but They Live. Oh, you're right. I ha- I haven't seen it, but yeah. That's okay. No, and I don't think it, that's not the same as obviously like Evil Dead or anything like that. So um but yeah no it was i finally watched that as well and, and it was 80s riffic like it was awesome but it was like because it was 80s i mean there's a wwf superstar roddy roddy pipers in it awesome. you know it's 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 like robot people and it is great but yeah so i'm you know this this podcast has really brought me to um reach out i started watching these first watches more because awesome. i'm i'm starting to you know, I've seen a lot of the other ones, but the the London side I haven't seen them all, so that's always fun with the new watches. And I've kind of like I need to go see some of these other movies that people talk about. Yes, I'm so, so yeah, it's been great. It's been great. That's awesome. Well, I think I think Ben that might be us for for this month. I think yeah, that, uh, yeah. So we are next time we are doing Limehouse Golem. I'm very excited. I want to hear about Evil Dead. I might even like make it an extra long episode so I can hear loads. Like <laughs> one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. And- yeah, and oh, and next month, the, the next podcast is coming out after this. But if you are around in England, in Sheffield on May 20th, 21st, 22nd, um, London Horror Movie Club is going to be at HorrorCon. So we have HorrorCon like stickers for London Horror Movie Club. If you're if you're seeing the video, there's an example. This, this lighting isn't ideal, but there's an example of what that would look like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a lighting technician. Um, but so I'll, you know, I'll be there always talking horror. Um, my book's gonna be there and stuff like that. So if you're around Sheffield in May before the next podcast, come come talk horror with me. Tell me to tell Chris that he needs to watch Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah that, please like, let us know like, if you want to if you you run into lauren there and and you want us to talk about a certain movie like let us know yeah we can we can we can talk about anything like we do this once a month but really we do this like once a, every couple days like we'll be like oh did you see this or did yeah. you watch this so <laughs> this is this is just an outlet for us to do it kind of more you know publicly or open but you can also join if you want um our facebook page and we have a twitter page as well um trying to get those up and really cool people that are in there that i'm hoping that like organically it'll happen but we start getting more people like on the on the page to start just sharing crazy things like i'm really into like fan art movie posters i think that's really cool like some people can do some really great things um and i'll i've started to kind of share those a little bit more but just uh you're welcome to join us there kind of tells you what we're working on stuff we have some really good i'll just like tease it a little bit um, we have some really good interviews coming up this summer. Oh my God, yes. We have three amazing interviews lined up this summer. We've got a, a, a sort of British scream queen. We've got two directors. One's a London horror indie director and one did an award-winning one. If you know Ice Cream on the Beach. Uh, so we've got, you're right. We've got some amazing, amazing people coming up. I'm yeah. really excited. I am really looking forward to it. Really excited for that. And and that'll, you know, when we do our interviews, those will be kind of on the, the 13th of the month. And then we'll still have the regular 28th of the month where we kind of review the one movie and just kind of catch up on all things horror in our world. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, we've got a lot going on, but definitely go see Lauren at the uh, horror cons. 
Thanks. And yeah, and keep listening and tell people through the summer. Like he said, we're going to have two, two episodes a month and it's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Cool. Check, oh, also, just as a uh, since we're plugging here, this is weird to me, but um, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah go to our, if you if you go to our YouTube page, Lauren, actually, I don't live in, in London. Um, yes, I'm jealous for many reasons, um, <laughs> but Lauren does. And with this being the London Horror uh, Movie Club, you know, she, she does walks. She has a book with her walks, but she also does and puts these on YouTube. And I think they're really great. It's like the London Horror Minute. Um, yeah. and it's, it'll take one piece of like a walk of a, of a bigger walk, but it'll be like, this movie was filmed, you know, behind me is this building and we'll talk about the movie. And it's, it's just a cool, like glimpse into like, you know, things that you're passing every day. I enjoy watching them and I'll definitely yeah. share them to like the, the numerous pages that we have. Um, when I come out there, I'm going to do one, I'm going yes. to do one. Um, the next time I am there, you're going to see this round guy. And I'm going to make, do my best to get my way too long and wordy answers under a minute and to explain something. So <laughs> I know which build in I'm going to do. Ooh. So I already know that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So I've, I've worked on it and um, I, I might have one that I, I for, for not for our listeners, but for you, Lord, I might have a, a, a local North Carolina one that of a movie you've seen for that was shot in North Carolina. No, you should India. put it on. Put it on the YouTube, <laughs> the Carolina Horror Minute. Do okay, it. well, we yeah. might we might do like the, the sister one, but uh, there, you know, for people that don't know, I live in North Carolina, and Wilmington, which is at the on the coast, so it's about two hours from me, has a pretty good movie making business. Um, we they, they film a lot of shows and movies in Wilmington, and they filmed, uh, you know, back in the early two thousands, uh, there was the I Know What You Did Last Summers. Oh and yeah, with like with like that cool young cast, you know the Freddie Prince Juniors and the Michelle Sarah Michelle Gellers and the Jennifer Love Hewitt. Anyone with three names, you know, was a big <laughs> actor and actress then. And uh, <laughs> but they filmed those movies in a town called Southport, which is you know very close. It's a great town. But I was I was thinking of maybe trying my hand, you know, to practice before I get to London and really put the London spin on it. But I'm gonna do one in London. I know the building I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know the boat I'm gonna do, but I haven't told you what it is. But you, we we've seen it. I've eaten there, and um, <laughs> so looking forward to doing that. But yeah, check out the YouTube page because those London Horror Minutes I really enjoy. So keep oh, keep them up, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. That's awesome. Since people are watching, I totally will. Well, great. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I think we've done the full range of stuff. I think this month. So we will hopefully Chris and I will see you next time uh, for our our May one. We've got a lot going on. I mean, at least listen to the Evil Dead bit, but definitely Limehouse Golo. <laughs> uh, Chris, thank you so much again. This is yeah. always so much fun. <laughs> this is great. I, I I favorite part of the week, so I appreciate it. That was my pleasure. And yeah, gosh, thank you so much. And I think that's us. We're out. If you want to share your thoughts about this episode, please head to our Facebook or YouTube pages. We're grateful to Kukurbit, who made our music. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time for the London Horror Movie Club.